planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Jennifer, thanks so much for taking the time to be on the show. How's things going, mate? They're going good, going really good. We're excited about hitting down under. It's going to be awesome to tour Oz. Of course. It's uh, the first time Paradise Kitty have been to Australia. Yeah, so we're super excited. Well, there's a, a hell of a lot of buzz down here for you guys. Have you been to Australia yourself personally? No, never. So I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this. It's, it's going to be a whole new experience. Yeah, and as a band as well, to tour the country, probably see a little bit more than uh, what you usually would, just uh, being a tourist, right? <laughs> Drink our beers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm looking forward to that most is, uh, is getting to hang out with all the locals and actually seeing the side of Australia that you don't normally see as a tourist. Well, that's it. And uh, all the great venues. You get, I mean, up here you're going to be playing a, a venue called the Woolly Mammoth, which is unreal. It's going to be such a kick-ass tour. And, of course, you know, going back to uh, the beginning of the band, whose idea was it to uh, form an all-female Guns N' Roses tribute band? That's awesome. You know, Rachel and I had a mutual friend that hit her up and it hit me up at the same time. And then it, the magic happens from there. I mean, who wouldn't want to who wouldn't want to sing Guns N' Roses, play in a Guns N' Roses tribute band and toy the world doing it? It was me and Rachel from the very beginning. And in the sense of, uh, you know, the vocals... I mean, some of that actual stuff isn't a walk in the park for your average singer. I mean, which which is the hardest song, would you say, uh, as a vocalist to nail? You know, the, the one that's my favorite to sing and also the hardest for me is You Could Be Mine because of the bridge where mm. he's really just rapping lyrics, rapid fire, and it's all done pretty much in one breath. So you have to have really good cardio for that. Axel's the king of running around up on stage and singing his guts out while by by being a madman up there too. So I really have to I really have to work on my cardio. I run a lot and I sing to the sets in order to be able to do that. You know that's my favorite Gunner song? It, mine too. I, yeah. I don't know why, it's always has been. I guess for me it was uh it was Terminator. Terminator two. Seeing that uh seeing that <laughs> yeah, <on the> screen. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite movies too, so I guess that's probably why it's one of my favorite songs. Best out of well, all the Terminators is Hands down. Of course, what was your introduction to, to Guns N' Roses? How, how did your love for the band start off? Well, I grew up in the 90s, so it was a, it was one of those bands that was always with me, always around. But out here in California, in back in the early 90s, there was a major earthquake in the middle of the night. I think it was like 94. And during that time, I was watching MTV. I was watching Headbangers Ball. And right before the earthquake hit, they did the trilogy, uh, You Could Be Mine, Don't Cry, and, uh, and November Rain. And I was watching all three of those videos, and then, like, right before those hit, or right before the earthquake hit, like, that was the lasting impression in my head. So, kind of like an imprint in my life, Guns N' Roses has been ever since I was little. It's amazing. What experience. Kind of, kind of a funny how things came around. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. See, mine was, you know, owning Use Your Illusion 2 on tape. That was the first album I ever owned. Ah. 
Yeah, so uh, my grandmother bought that for me. My, my six-year-old grandmother went into a record store and said to the dude at the counter, and I was there, uh, I need to buy my grandson nuns and hoses or something. And the dude lost it. It was one of my favorite <laughs> memories. And I'm like, Grand, it's Guns and Roses. I was like 10. And, um, yeah, the dude oh, was like, thought she was awesome because, you know, she was asking for it. For <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, have Guns you ever met? Hoses. I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she, she also called uh, Super Nintendo, uh, Super Nintendo. So, uh, you know how they are. <laughs> oh, I love grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> well, what have, have you ever met any of the, the members of, of Guns N' Roses? Have, have they seen you guys play? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, we, we open for Dizzy Reed, Hookers and Blow whenever he's out here on the on the West Coast touring. So that's that's pretty normal for us. We, we hang out with him and their crew. And then Flash, we've, been, we've, we've met Flash. He knows of us. He's a fan of ours. Um, a lot of the conspirators have sat in on our gigs and Kevin played, so he's doing all of our videos. And when we met him, I had a, I had a kind of freak out moment, but not in front of him. Um, <laughs> he was doing a signing, and we were there for the signing, and he's looking down, you know, he's like, he's going through the motions, and he looks up and he goes, oh, you're the Paradise Kitty Girls. You guys are awesome. And he's got this big smile on his face, and I kind of just froze. I, I froze. I said, thank you so much. And then, as we left the venue that night, I turned, I turned to Rachel, my drummer, and I go, is anybody watching? Can anybody see me? She's like, no. And they kind of just break down and fall on the ground crying. Like, he knows who we are. I don't get starstruck very often, but, man, that was a, that was a pretty awesome point in my life, having getting a thumbs up from Flash, you know, and knowing that he knows who we are and he approves of what we do, so. That's pretty cool. Absolutely. I mean, not many people get that opportunity. It's kind of like that Wayne's World moment, you know? Yeah, exactly. The we're not worthy. Fortunately, I didn't do the we're not worthy in front of him <laughs> and make a butt out of myself. But, uh, yeah, that's really cool. Still to this day, I think about that moment. I go, man, Flash knows who I am. That's so good. Have you have you actually seen uh, Gunners, the Reunited Gunners, the most recent yeah. tour? Yeah, we saw a couple of the tours. In fact, uh, I think the most recent show, Rachel and I were at uh, we were at Madison Square Garden in New York right before we played the after party in Queens, and they, they're awesome. They, they they came back with a vengeance, man. Like Axel's voice is phenomenal, phenomenal these days. He's they're, they're all killing it. And then we saw him a couple of times. We saw him at Dodger Stadium out here in L.A. Saw them in San Diego and. Each time, more, more and more blown away. I usually cry during November rain, and I get goosebumps at another point in the show. It's so fantastic. You know what? I've never seen them. So seeing you guys is going to be the closest experience I have to seeing them. Oh, well. well I definitely recommend going to see them, of course. But, I mean, we do try to put on a good show, and we try to, we try to give the, the music the homage that it truly deserves. But we also do our own thing, too. So I think that's why we get the thumbs up from the guys, that we're not trying to act like them up on stage. We're just trying to wail their songs as badass as we can. We're well, just doing your thing, man, you know? And that's yeah, yeah. that's what people respect. But, you know? but I'm glad they do, because that's all we know how to do. As long as we, <laughs> we try to give the music a... We try to give the music the proper feel, you know? The proper swing to it, proper feel, and, and go on and do our own thing, and... 
and it seemed to have gotten a really great reception. So I think we're on the right track somewhere doing something right. Well, I did see a pic of you with a couple of young girls on stage. And, you know, as a father of two girls, that is super inspiring and, and heartwarming. I mean, what's the story behind that that picture? Because that's amazing. Yeah, that was actually this, this weekend. Um, we, we were playing a festival out here in California, and I see these two little girls. Like, as soon as we struck, like, we struck, like, the first, the, Ari on the guitar player struck the first guitar chord, and I see these two little girls just jump starting through the crowd, running up to the front of the stage. And there's the most darling little set of toehead, beautiful, blonde, gorgeous baby girls you could ever see, right? And they're hanging off the side of the gate. And I look at them, I'm like, man, I'm going to bring those two up on stage. They're just super starstruck and pointing to their moms, like, I want to do that, you know? And so in the middle of a Ricky Four Sweet Child, as the guitar riff starts, uh, I ran down there and, I grabbed them both and I pulled them up on stage. And fortunately, their parents didn't think I was a kidnapper or anything, <laughs> and uh, they let me bring them up. And they sang with me. They they were they were just they they did the little actual actual snake with me. It was the cutest thing. And we really try to encourage rock and roll and just music and the art form in kids. You know, uh, it's important to leave that impression on them because rock and roll it needs a new generation and. If I can, if I can give as many kids that inspiration to pick up a guitar or a drumstick or a microphone, I'm going to do it. And that's the only way I know how to is to show them that we embrace them, we embrace their youth, and we want them to to be up on stage and experience those things with us. It's super important. As I said, I'm I'm a dad. I'm a metal dad, and I, I want nothing but my kids to be inspired by things like that. And, you know, in a few years' time, those, those girls probably come up to you one day and go, hey, you don't probably remember me. You dragged me up on stage. Now I'm touring and, and I'm a muso. I mean, it just keeps going on and on. It's beautiful. Man, I would love that. I would really love to hear, to hear that from one of the kids one of these days, that they've just gone off and become virtuosos themselves. That would be awesome. Oh, totally, totally. I mean, nothing, nothing better. And of course, you know, you, you grew up in LA, right? You said. Yeah, born and raised in LA. You know, a lot of people dream of that Sunset Strip scene from the '80s and, and '90s. What's it like now? What do you see now in your adventures there? You know, I I grew up in this scene out here, so all my friends are musicians, and it's still pretty much the same every night. I mean, it's not as crazy as it used to be as it used to be back in the '80s and early 90s, but the rock and roll is still really thriving in L.A., and I was like, lucky enough to be a part of that scene and see all my friends coming up and really kicking ass out there, too. It's, it's, it's cool. I mean, we still go to the rainbow every night. I still go out and see shows every night. And it, when you're here in L.A. and you're, you're working with scenes, you have a camaraderie with the other bands out there, too. So we all still party together. We have a good time, you know? It's a little more tame in the sense that people know what dangers kind of lurked and came around from the 80s and 90s and stuff, mm. but for the most part, we all still rock out here. That's awesome. And, and your other band, Jenna and The Watchers, it's pretty heavy, man. I dig it. I mean, well, what's yeah. going on with that band at the moment? Uh, thank you. Lately, we've been on hiatus because the kitties have been touring so much, um, and I'm working on a new solo project also. But, uh, you know, that's, that's my baby. I will always come back to that band. And, and we look at and rewrite new songs that are hard rock for the new generation. Yeah, look forward to uh, hearing you solo stuff too. What's, what's, has that got a name or is it just your your name? Or 
It's pretty much just me. You know, uh, I was really inspired by a lot of country growing up too. My dad and my whole, my like my father's whole side, the family, they uh, they recall it country harmonies and play banjos and had family jam sessions growing up. So that one, I'm uh, I'm really looking at a lot of my country roots on that and. Hopefully it goes somewhere. I've actually taken a couple of my dad's songs and re-recorded them. And I want to put his music out, too, before it gets too old to really see his, his music hit the airwaves. So that's kind of a passion of mine. Well, that's beautiful, man. So he was. So he he's been recording artists as well, obviously. Yeah, my dad was a musician growing up, and he did a bit of touring himself. He was in the rockabilly band in my early years, when I was a baby, and then he started. He went to Nashville for a little bit, and my dad's the one that taught me everything I know about songwriting, really, and performing. He made sure when I was a little girl, because he knew I wanted to sing and I wanted to be up on stage, that he put videos of. Freddie Mercury on, but watch that. You want to learn how to command a stage like that, or James Brown. He's like, look at that performance, look at that drama, look at, look at that, that action, you know, like you want to do mm. something like this. So he kind of, I guess, kind of molded me and just, just showed me what it was like to be a true frontman. It helped me become somebody who can really hone my lyrics and make sure that I knew how to play guitar. That is so awesome to hear. Like, that's really, that's really, as, as I keep saying, like, I'm a dad. So, like, to hear someone say that about their dad is really kind of moving. And I just, all I could ever hope is to inspire my my girls that same way. It's, it's, it's really awesome to hear that. Hey, it's really inspiring. I'm really lucky to have the parents that I had that give me sex support and all my dreams that I wanted to do. They were never the ones that said, hey, put that guitar down. You need to study. And it was more like, pick up your guitar. What are you doing with your life? Yeah. Oh man, that's that's unreal. And of course, uh, what's what's on the cards for 2019 after uh, this Australian tour? Um, after the after the tour, we're home for a couple of weeks, and we prepare to go out with Quiet Riot down in Mexico. We'll be opening up the for them for a couple of days. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. It'll be our first time in Mexico too. Wow, man! It seems like you just it's it's all happening. World domination is next. Yeah, yeah it's what Rachel and I set out to do. We set out to take over the world one heart at a time. And Kicks Drink some good beers while you're at it, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Will, uh, thanks so much again for taking the time to uh, talk to us. The tour kicked off in Melbourne on September 27, then makes its way all the way up here to Brisbane, and uh, you're doing Willie Mammoth on October 5. Thanks so much for hanging, and uh, stay flight, and uh, we'll see you soon, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me. I can't, I can't wait to see you all. Thank you. Have a, have a good one. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 